Hello, plenty people, and welcome back to another episode of the Pursuit of Plenty podcast. Before we start today's episode, I'd love to invite you to please share this episode with a friend or a loved one and follow me on Instagram for more inspiration and some poetry here and there. Today's episode will be the first in a special series all about love and everything in between and will be full of helpful information and inspiration as we enter the month of February. And also, happy Black History Month. The theme for this year in the US is African Americans and the arts. So make sure that you are supporting Black art in all the ways you can, including listening to Black podcasts such as The Pursuit of Plenty Podcast. So like I said, today's episode is all about love. And before we get started, I want to say one very important thing that I hope that everyone fully, wholly, truly, and completely understands, especially during the month of February with Valentine's Day and everything. Your relationship status is not a measure of your value. It does not define or determine your worth in any way, shape, or form. And I just want to start every episode off by saying that, and I'll say it one more time. Your relationship status is not a measure of your value. And with that, we'll get into this episode about love. Love, a word that comes and goes, but few people really know what it means to really love somebody. And that is a quote from Kirk Franklin. What is love? Not what is your definition of love, but what truly is love? Now, I know that can be a loaded question and answers will vary from person to person, culture to culture, et cetera, to et cetera. (laughs) Answers will also vary based on a person's personal experience and whether they have really truly ever received or given love in their lifetime. And believe it or not, many have not. The truth is there is no true right answer, but In today's episode, I'll go through a couple of ideas to consider from various different places. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 13 verses 4 through 8 in the NIV version, love is patient, love is kind, it does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud, it does not dishonor others, it is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered, it keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. And while that is quite a thorough and clear guideline for which to measure love by, but let's take a moment to really unpack the first few lines to make it even more clear. Love is patient, so it has the ability to endure difficult circumstances. Love is kind, so it is sympathetic and helpful. Love does not envy. It does not have a resentful awareness of an advantage enjoyed by another. Love does not boast, so it does not express excessive pride in oneself. It is not proud, so it does not have an excessive self-esteem. I have a friend who once told me that she strictly uses this as the measure to which she holds herself and her husband accountable for loving each other in their home and outside of their home. And we all should do the same. 
in our existing relationships and in any future relationships we should be involved in. Buddha and Buddhists speak of love in these ways. If you meet somebody and your heart pounds, your hands shake, your knees go weak, that's not the one. When you meet your soulmate, you'll feel calm, no anxiety, no agitation. And I love this philosophy because I've experienced the truth of both sides of this. And when I was younger, I used to think that butterflies were the thing, you know? I was like, ooh, butterflies, you know, when you're like middle school. But as I'm older, I realized, no, butterflies are the body's warning signal. It's your nervous system sounding the alarm and it's your responsibility to listen and heed the call. But that topic is another episode for later on this month. (laughs) Another Buddhist philosophy on love is that when you like a flower, you pick it. But when you love a flower, you water it daily. And that speaks volumes to how love really should work. But in today's culture, folks are stuck in this mode of pick me, pick me, pick me, choose me, pick me. I personally would rather not be picked, but to be watered and nurtured and taken care of and handled delicately above all else. I'd rather not be picked away from my beautiful garden of fertile ground and nourishment just to wither away in the palm of someone else's hands for nothing. Sorry, I got a little poetic there. I can't help it, I'm a poet. (laughs) And last but not least, from a Buddhist saying, end quote, he who loves 50 people has 50 woes. He who loves no one has no woes. And all I can say to that is facts on facts on facts on facts on facts. That is so true. And that could be why so many people these days are choosing to remain single and happy and healthy and stress-free. I've seen so many articles about this new trend, quote unquote trend, of staying single on purpose. And I love it. I love it. In Bell Hook's book, all about love. She had so many, so much to say about love that I could barely pick which one to choose. I think for me, the most important would be this quote, love is an act of will, namely both an intention and an action. Will also implies choice. We do not have to love, we choose to love. To truly love, we must learn to mix ingredients Various ingredients, care, affection, recognition, respect, commitment, truth, knowledge, responsibility, as well as honest and open communication. She goes on to talk about how early in life, we are taught that love is a feeling that we have. When we start to feel close to someone and we invest feelings and emotions in them, the process of this investment is called cathexis. And we often confuse confecting with loving. And so we make the mistake of getting tangled in these connections that feel like love. And so we think it's love, even though none of the care or recognition, respect, commitment, truth, knowledge, or responsibility is present at all. And we think we love them while they are hurting us because sadly, we insist that what we feel is love even when it's not. 
Rupi Kaur says in a poem from her book, Milk and Honey, love is not cruel. We are cruel. Love is not a game. We have made a game out of love. And sadly, there's so much truth to this as well. Love has been weaponized in some relationships. People will manipulate you to get you to the point where you are weakened with love for them only to hurt the most important part of you, your heart, just to fuel their ego or their narcissistic supply. So with all of these examples, we have learned that love is patient, kind, doesn't boast, doesn't envy, it's not proud, it doesn't dishonor, it's not self-seeking, it is not easily angered, it keeps no record of wrongs, it does not delight in evil, it rejoices in truth, it always protects, it always trusts, it always hopes, always perseveres, it never fails. Love should not make you anxious, it makes you feel calm, love waters you and takes care of and with you. Love causes you no woes. Love is an act of will. It is an intention and an action. Love is a choice. Love is made of care, affection, recognition, respect, commitment, trust, knowledge, responsibility, and honest and open communication. Love is not a game. I wanted to start the month off by building a clear foundation on what love is and should be. If you ever question if you are loved, ask yourself if all these things are present in your relationship. Even when it comes to loving yourself, hold yourself and those who say they love you to this measurement. Expect these things as the bare minimum. And if anyone has difficulty giving you the bare minimum, then set them free. Why? Because you are plenty and you deserve plenty love. Thank you for listening to Pursuit of Plenty. Don't forget to subscribe so that you can hear future episodes.